thank you very much for your company once again. Look, listen to the story and just think to yourself, if this you, while struggling in a yoga class at the age of 55 to touch my toes and to bend my body into unimaginable positions, that uh, thought came to me that I was not alone and that there were ma- multitudes of guys. Now, this is a guy uh, that is just a, so he's looking at people that might be just like him, so can't bend, can't touch the toes. Uh, now, worse than that, can you imagine stepping foot into a place with a whole heap of bendy women that are having no problems touching their toes and uh, doing things like yoga. Well, we have uh, somebody that is trying to deal with that in the best way that he possibly can. His name's Greg. Greg Corley, how are you? I'm great, thank you. Now, we also have Daryl Nicholson on the line. How are you going, Daryl? Oh, happy and joyful, mate. Happy and joyful. Another Monday and uh, another podcast. And this so going to be can you really reach your one. toes? Um, no, mate, and I, I must admit I haven't got to uh, Greg's classes yet, and it's on my list of things to do, but I'm just so busy at the moment, but I need to make time. Well, really good question for you. How would yep. you feel going in having not really been flexible because you haven't had to do that for such a long time, going into a class uh, full of women that are probably in all of those, uh, what do they call it, active wear, and mm-hmm. they're very, very flexible, and not only can they reach their toes, but they can probably reach past their toes. Well, they could, and it could be very intimidating and a bit embarrassing for me. So um, I love what Greg's, Greg's got an affectionate catch, catch line on his um, business card. No sheilas, no, no lycra, just blokes. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is Greg Corley. How are you, Greg? I'm great, Daryl. Thank you, and thank you for both having me on the podcast. I appreciate it. Oh, no worries. You've been on 4358TV, uh, and we've talked about what you do. So you've got yoga for men. Tell us, how did that all come about and um, how are you travelling with it at the moment? Uh, uh, At the moment, uh, very well. Um, I'm just in the process of starting my first term of the year. The first men's only class starts today and I run in four terms per year and we run for 11 weeks a term. So just uh, the numbers are starting to fill up, which is good, but you know, like as with most things, people don't don't uh, commit to the last moment, and that can be a bit stressful when I'm waiting to see the numbers come in. But uh, mm-hmm. the last couple of days, the the the, uh, the waves starting to come into the shore, which is cool. Um, so, how do I get into? The question was, how do I get in? How do I get into this? Mm-hmm. Please, yes. How did it all come okay. about? Okay, well, long. Little, long time ago, 10 years ago, I was 49, 59 now, um, and I was going through a major crisis uh, mm-hmm. uh, financially and emotionally. And um, uh, what happened, what, like I had a, had, had a very a fairly large manufacturing business and we were affected very badly by the global financial oh, crisis. Gee. And mm-hmm. so there was that, that coupled with the marriage uh, going west at the same time. So it wasn't a good time. And I, w- I was in a real kind of emotional... Uh, mental mess and didn't know how I was going to a save the business and be the, the, the marriage etc. And then mm-hmm. one day a, a great friend of mine walked into my office just out of the blue. He hadn't seen him for a long time and he we talked and I clearly remember having my head in my hands shaking it, going I don't know how I'm going to change this. And he said, "You need to go to Nepal on a yoga. I oh, sorry on a uh, personal development course. I know this person who's taking it. She's amazing. And you're you know you're at a crossroads of your life and you need to go and it's in three weeks." Mm-hmm. And I went, right, okay, so, yeah, mate, I'd love to go to Nepal because I'd been to Nepal before, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, I had no money, no time, uh, et cetera, and I thought, well, I just said, no, I can't go. Anyway, uh, bless his heart, uh, Graham pursued me for 
three weeks and he kept ringing me twice a week saying you you really got to go you're at a crossroads you know this is pivotal for you and i went no 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 and then finally a week out i said yes i just i just mm-hmm. uh i felt something was happening i trusted this guy and i just felt something about his insistence uh and i i went and what happened is we every day uh and unbeknown to me because i didn't even know what this was about i just knew i had to go to nepal on this course because a friend had told me to Every morning we would do yoga for an hour and it might be on a rooftop of a, of a hotel in Kathmandu or oh, in, wow. a, in, a, in a little hut down in southern Nepal or under the Annapurna Ranges, you know, 8,000 metre peaks rising above you, So, which mm-hmm. was just mind-blowing. Um, anyway, I loved the yoga and uh, came back from the course. I had a little plan. I, had a, I had a form, got my head clear, formulated a plan. Uh, but I decided I needed to go to yoga because uh, I liked it and I felt it was doing me some good. Didn't really know. I liked the physicality of it. And I went to – I started going to yoga classes three times a week. And mm-hmm. what I found was uh, I would end up craving the hour of peace that I could have at that end of the day when when I went to yoga. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. You know, because my, my whole rest of my life was chaos and uh, this one hour when I could – move and do a really, really good physical workout, I'd come back exhausted, uh, but mm-hmm. the mental quietness was just amazing. And what, while it didn't solve any of my problems, it gave me the fuel to get go, keep going for the next day and the day after that, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And back then, Greg, uh, we, we spoke to Samantha Moyer yesterday about women and um, the struggles they have and just about talking. And I'm going to ask you a really tough question. Were you suicidal at that stage before you did the yoga? Were you thinking of suicide? Absolutely, yeah. There were times where I lived. I lived on the beach, and there was times mm-hmm. I'd worked out. I was just going to walk into the sea. And I don't know if you have seen the movie Original Perrin, the TV no, program. Oh, guys like us would know that. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, this guy just starts the program. He he runs down to the beach, takes all his clothes off, and walks into the sea and disappears. But mm-hmm. he was trying to start a new life, right? So yeah, absolutely, it had come to to my to my attention, and mm-hmm. and. Uh, why didn't I? Dunno. Maybe not brave enough. Not not uh, maybe had too much will. I, I'm not sure. But yes, it mm-hmm. certainly crossed my mind. There's no question about that. Yeah. I I heard uh, Jimmy Barnes in an interview once. He said he thought about it, but he said it hurt when he tried to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you know, and, and I must admit, Andrew, I'm going to be really deep here. It's yeah. come into my mind over my life in certain times. You just think I'm not worthy, and um, and you, you know, and when that happens, you think, how can I get out of this deep hole? I mean, and this is when I, I was very interested with Greg, and as, as I sit on the Toowoomba Safer Regional Partnership, suicide is a big problem in the southern area, a policing area for Toowoomba, and I think the figures I was talking about, there's been like 155 suicides in five years in this region, oh, and a lot of them are men, and um, throw in any time you like, Andrew, but, gee, yeah. you know, men talking to each other. My dad went to Vietnam with two brothers, they only spoke to each other, but they wouldn't talk to anyone else. You yeah, know? So right. Talking's important, isn't it? Yeah, Greg. Look, you have mentioned that you have had those tendencies and feelings towards uh, giving up on life. But what would you say was your turning point? Was it the trip itself, or the coming back and bringing together this program and and maybe contributing to others? Oh. Um those tendencies were back at that time. So, yeah, the trip was part of it, but also the actual the ability to get my mind quiet and clear things away during a yoga class and 
not not starting the next day in the same state of which I finished the previous day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If um, we can, can we go into a bit of the background? You mentioned your, your business and your relationship. Uh, for the listeners, just to put a bit of context around this, what was the outcome on both those things? Oh, so for the business, um, I had uh, I had a number of different operations and one I particularly didn't enjoy because I didn't understand it particularly well. I, 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 well. I would go in and buy businesses and run them. I'm an accountant by profession. Right. And I did that for 25 years and, and you know, I, I was pretty lucky and uh, I picked the right ones at the right time and I, I, I stepped out, I stepped. I took a step too far at one point. I tell you, I had a window, window manufacturing business which was really uh, a really hard operation to, to yeah. run because it's very industry specific and I didn't have that industry specificity and so I had to rely on other people to really run the business properly and, and I, it didn't happen. And um, so I came back, I was sitting in, in the room in Nepal talking to, to my coach, the coach who, who undertook the course yeah. and I was saying, I really hate this thing. It's really bringing us down. It was dragging down everything else. He said, why don't you do a staff, your staff a favour and sell it? What? Yep. yep. You know, yep. like she hit me with a sledgehammer because all, all I could think of, well, I've got a been thing to survive because other people rely on me. It's my business, blah, blah, blah. But she said, just just get out. They know that They know you don't want to be there. I went, huh, okay, so that was cool. So I came back and I put it on the market within a week. Took a year to sell it, but that, that took the anchor away from everything. Yeah. And mm-hmm. everything then started to fight. And if I, and then uh, I think uh, I think the marriage split up probably about three or four months after that business was sold and, I, and went through a long process of about 18 months because we both worked in the business, which yeah. was difficult. And uh, – so in the in the settlement, uh, I ended up with the business, and uh, and uh, and I just basically worked it really hard for the next three years, I think it was, and mm-hmm. sold it for a for a reasonable sum. Because I, I'm by that stage, I don't want to be there anymore. I've had enough of all the stuff. I don't want to go back through another through another financial crisis. So I don't want to employ people anymore. Mm-hmm. I just got to get out of this and do something different. Now I had no idea what that was going to be. Greg, we'll, we'll come back to the that. yoga um, in just mm. a moment because I want to explore this a little bit more because there are many a men uh, and probably women too, but you've probably really got the um, perspective from a man and there may be people that are listening to this and identifying with your story and going, oh, well, that's me and I don't mm. see a light at the end of the tunnel. So if we can take the time just mm. to have this conversation and go through each of the steps. Uh, sure. What's your life like now? Unbelievable compared to what it was. <laughs> so you have come from that. Now, let's put a little bit of context around it. You're an accountant, so you're a professional. You understand numbers. You're not just some kid off the street that has jumped into a business and gone, I'm good at this trade, so let's you know see what we can make of it. You've gone into many a businesses. You've been very successful at that. This one has hit you like a brick wall. There's a global financial crisis. Let's just move forward to 2020 and there are commentators out there in the financial world that are saying Mm -hmm. the global Mm -hmm. financial crisis is nothing compared to what we're looking at now. So there are probably plenty of men that are going through what you were going through back then. 
Let's go through that. Can you take us through, maybe take a step back and just walk us all through that, take your time to do that so that Mm. somebody may be able to really understand what your journey was and where it's taken you to now? Yeah, yeah, sure. So I'll step back to when, you know, probably two or three years prior to the GFC, everything is going like a train, Mm. you know, making more money than I ever dreamed I could make, doing everything I ever wanted to pretty much from a financial perspective, um, uh, but was anchored by the business, no question. That was, But it didn't bother me overly because I was really happy that we were growing and not had opportunities. But what happened is I went from – I had one really, really good profitable operation and then I started branching out because I think it's about ego, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. I wanted to keep growing. I wanted to keep challenging myself. I, I get – to be honest, I got bored pretty easily, and the, the business I bought was going really. The first one was going really well. Then we thought there was a the window business came on the market. It was at a reasonable price. I bought it. Thought we can integrate these two. Uh, one, my other one was a shower manufacturing operation, and we integrated them, and we could integrate staff doing the same kind. It's aluminium and glass, same kind of stuff. Anyway, the, the aluminium business just took off, and as well, and. We turned it around something really profitable very quickly, and this, so then I started adding staff in. So it went from like about 12 staff to 20, 26, 32 staff, right? So by this point, and this is what I learned about myself actually, I'm a really, really good operator when I've got, when I can stay hands on and keep everything close. Yeah. But once yep. I started to need to have intermediary man- managers and to manage staff successfully, I'm really not very good at that. And right. that, and, it, and but unfortunately, the lessons you learn in business always cost you money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so, so uh, yeah, I learned pretty quickly that, you know, and I had just put the wrong people in the wrong positions and over the course. And that didn't matter for a couple of years because the economy was booming. It was going great. But when things started, the GFC came in, well, mm. it, it, things changed very quickly. And, of course, we went and bought out a – Bought a house at the beach with a big mortgage and the bank bottom of your buy too because there was so much cash around. And oh, thank God I didn't. But you mm. know the the income stops and the expenses stay as high as they are and the more and the debt doesn't disappear. And that's what happened. So yeah. uh, went for, from an amazing position doing doing really really well and pretty happy with life mostly. In truth, probably my marriage wasn't very happy, but. Uh, uh, but you know, two kids on the way at that point, or two kids at that point. Probably yeah. my kids are now twenty-four and twenty-two. Um, so it was good. And then through the GFC, so I just what happened was I think my ego took a massive dent because I started to realise I was out of my mm-hmm. debt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's, if you're trying to turn a business around like that, you can't do it overnight. You've just got to you've got to take small steps or some large steps and wait for the Titanic to turn. You know, it's like a it's like an oil tanker that takes a long time to turn around, and you know my my for example the, the bank they took my my uh, I couldn't liaise with my manager at the bank I used to it was taken up to Auckland to some guy who really didn't understand me or know me but he was just looking at numbers and he was hammering me weekly um, oh it was all, it was just bloody awful so it, so and I just didn't want to be there anymore and I didn't know what mm-hmm. to do. Um, what about your relationships at that time, um, your broader relationships? Did you continue to keep the exact same amount of friends? Did they all stick by you? How did that work? Yeah, pretty much. I've always had a pretty pretty tight, tight, small 
a bunch of friends. And it's interesting, though. I'll tell you something interesting. Since I've actually been on this yoga tri- trip and, 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 and getting publicity and talking about the story, one of my friends from back then, he said, oh, my God, oh, I wish I'd have known what you were going through. Yeah. <laughs> God didn't tell anybody. So you yeah. were fronting up and basically putting the stony face on, smiling when you needed to, presenting the way that you needed to, and the yep. uh, friend that may have still cared about you probably had no idea on what you were going through. He had no idea. We'd socialise and, you know, spend quite a bit of time Christmas holidays together and he had no clue that was going on at all. And, yeah, and to be honest, I wasn't smiling a lot either. Okay. <laughs> and that- and Andrew, I, I can re- I can relate to this being in the real estate, and I went through the global financial crisis. There were a lot of times I was in the fetal position in bed because the deals kept falling over, and the bank account was running down. Then floods hit Dolby, and I couldn't sell anything. And and I, I'd call it smoke and mirrors. I'd be happy and joyful on Facebook, and deep down I was just just like, where is this going? What am I going to do? And quite often, whether it's you've got a job or you've got a business, you're in real estate or you've got um, like your business, Greg, you actually not only have a responsibility, it, if, if you turn up and uh, you walk into your office and, and assume the fetal position, that is going to spell, uh, spell the end of your business right there and then, isn't it? Because there, there will be a loss of confidence. You've got to keep driving. You've just got to keep driving and making it look like you're there. And that that is absolutely true. But uh, one of the interesting things that how I changed and like I thought you can't tell them anything, right? You can't tell your staff anything. Yeah. But um, but part of this thing I had been through in Nepal, this coaching I went through, uh, she said you really need to tell them where you're at so they can mm. understand. Mm. And and so yep. I told them, look, we, we're selling this part of the operation. These are the reasons. Yeah. Um, and uh, there was no, there was no. I thought there'd be you know, negative connotations from that, but I think everyone was actually relieved to know something was actually happening. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep, that's, you know, that's good. That's a good way to do it. Involve the team. Yep. And and when I came to sell my overall operation after all the stuff had cleared a few late, years later, I told them right from the word go, I'm listing the business. This is a reason. I said I don't want to be here anymore. You guys know that. You know mm. I don't want to be here anymore. I'm not. I'm not committed, and if I if you don't have someone committed at the front of this operation, it's going to go backwards. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I need to get out for the sake of everybody. Wow. And that was that was really really. I wouldn't ever have done that had I not got that previous coaching because I was all about secrecy and don't tell them anything because it yeah. could be bad. Mm-hmm. But actually, yep. telling them where I was at, and they knew that I didn't want to be there, and I wasn't lying about it anymore. It was really good. So and when I left, it was a, it was a quite a really joyous situation yeah. they're all going, good on you, just go and do whatever you want to do, you know? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Look, Greg, a lot of people, uh, when there are these sorts of conversations being had, uh, there's there's a lot of advice that's given out. I'm sure that you probably would have heard a lot of advice on the way into the dilemma that you found yourself in. But maybe for somebody listening to this that is maybe at the start of all of this, they know they're not happy with the way things are going, they're having very negative concerning thoughts within their own mind, maybe their self-worth, uh, they just can't measure any of that. Just your words, what, what, what would you say to them right now? Well, this is something someone said to me and I've said this to me, people many times and this was also about, you know, whether, you know, if you're in a bad relationship, you know, you don't want to go for whatever reason it might be or it's too hard and um, we focus on 
generally if we change or let stuff go, what have you got to lose? What are you going to lose? Mm-hmm. Well, I always say to them now, because I've gone through this and understand this clearly, you need to focus on what you have to gain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. by making a change or getting out of your marriage or your relationship or, or changing your job or moving or whatever it is, you know, think of what there is to gain as a focus on that as opposed to what you're going to lose. And Greg, you've done you've done that. You had a son in New Zealand. You came over here, and your son was in New Zealand struggling, and made his wow in Toowoomba performing as one of the. You know, I see him on Facebook. He's really doing some great work in real estate in Toowoomba. Yeah, uh, no, he's doing amazing, and I'm very proud of him. Uh, and my daughter, yeah. funnily enough, my daughter's uh, she only she and her partner just moved over um, from New Zealand on Wednesday, so they're yep. they're actually. Start camping at my place at the moment, and they're heading to Brisbane right. to find some find jobs. So, Danny, um, do you think that because of calling it a day on the relationship, your your family is actually in a better place? Oh yeah, my kids said to me, mm-hmm. um, my kids said to me, you know, Dad, it's much better at home now. You're gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I take yeah. it you took it the right way. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, I knew. I've tried. So it wasn't a great, you know. It was not a good, right, good environment mm. for these kids. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah, no, no. And you know, I, I think my ex-wife would say the same things. It's probably the best. Mm. It's the best for everybody. I mean, there's a huge amount of upheaval. And look, we mine was probably more difficult than some because it, we had a, we had business businesses together, houses, mortgages. All that stuff, which had to be unraveled, and, and to be honest, for me, sitting in the place where I think, oh, I should probably should get out of here, you, it, I would keep looking at it and going, this is just too big. And mm. how's this all going to? How? Where are the cards going to end here? Am I going to end up without a job, without my business? My mm-hmm. business was my baby. My my baby was my business. You know, I was mm-hmm. a, not. A, I'm not a workaholic, but I'm very passionate about what I do. Yep. And yep. that whole business was my baby, and that's where I put. An, and detriment to my kids, I put more I put more effort in my business than I did my kids, and, and I'm kind of I'm kind of working pretty hard, or have been, um, to make up for that now. And it's, you know that's we you know we have great relationships, and and uh, uh, I'm you know I'm really happy with that side of things. But um, yeah, would you yeah, say that you need to get yourself right first to be able to be present for others like your family, your kids, and that? Uh, yeah, that's that's fair. Um, I, look, I'm a totally different animal to what I was when I was owning my own operation. So, you know, since I, I moved, I moved to Toowoomba maybe five years ago uh, to be with my partner Michelle, who I met in the States. And you know, she she's a she's a massage and bone therapist and a yoga teacher and uh, a, like a very holistic type person, gentle uh, in some ways, um, uh, and. By just even just moving, I just by cutting all those ties that I had back there, it just I could be anything I want to be here. Yeah, this is the interesting yeah. thing. I could never have become a yoga teacher and back where I lived because I was known as the yeah. businessman and that was my persona. Yep. Uh, yep. I, I, maybe I could have, but it would have been really difficult. But here, I I, I came here and with an with an open slate and had no idea what I was going to do, and uh, it's kind of just evolved naturally with a bit of prompting from Michelle for me to go down this yoga track. So, um, yep. Greg, yeah. to come back to the yoga, Brickman Yoga, uh, mm. first and foremost, can you reach your toes now? <laughs> yeah, reasonably. Some days, <laughs> to be honest, some days. So <laughs> some for, days I have trouble. For somebody listening to this, uh, just make the case as to why 
a you know middle aged man might actually reach out and join your your organisation and give yoga a go? Yeah, sure. Uh, I I believe um, that yoga's on the most guys' horizon, and they understand that it's good would be good for them. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, but they don't know why, and they sure as hell won't walk into a studio full of Sheila's. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. So, yes. Uh, um, and their the paradigm is work hard, sweat, pump, pump iron, jump on push bikes with 20 mates and ride around the hills. I did that too. I did that for five years. Um, mm-hmm. but, but, you know, as we get older, our muscles get shorter, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we're all going to – most of us are going to live 90-plus, right? That's yeah. just the longevity yep. of these days. If I'm going to go to 90, I want to make sure I can still move, get up off the floor and be mobile and not have to rely on people to push me around. Yeah. And, and yep. if, if we don't start doing this stuff now, it's just going to get harder. I started at 49. It's hard enough for 49. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I'm 59 now and, you know, I, I – I still suffer from aches and pains. You, you know, mm-hmm. I, I do I do ten classes of yoga a week, which is cool, but it's still hard on my body. I'm you know I'm not not a young fella anymore. So <laughs> so there's there's two aspects. There's the physical, which is amazing, and like I'm stronger than I've ever been uh, going to yoga. I don't do any other exercise apart from walking, and I just do that for aerobics really, um, for aerobic fitness. Uh, um, obviously, I'm more flexible and mobile than I've been before, but from a mental perspective, and this is what I this is really why I got passionate about bringing this to men because of my own experience. The ability to get yourself your mind quiet for just an hour a day, or every now and again, it, it can help you a uh, focus. It can help you just uh, process stuff. Mm. Uh, you know, at even even just being quiet in a room like that and breathe and connecting with your breath, it can help bring stuff mm-hmm. to the surface as well. Because, I mean, we're all probably pretty good at burying stuff, right? Yeah. And and I, I've seen this in my classes. I've seen uh, at the end of a class, someone will come up to me and start talking to me and they'll be emotional because something has come up in that Mm-hmm. And that, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and these are guys, you know, they're not, we're not yeah. naturally happy to walk up and be emotional with another bloke. We don't really know that well. Mm. Um, but yoga creates a bit of a release. Um, as far as a stress release, I think it's probably the, the greatest thing that you can do. Because there is, it's, it's a sense of meditation, if you like, because I call it a moving meditation. Mm-hmm. So we, we try and keep our minds as quiet as we can during the class and just move based on instruction. And uh, it doesn't let any other stuff come in. And if meditation has been proven to be very beneficial for you. Mm-hmm. So mental quietness, strength, the ability just to, even as you get older, get up off the floor properly. Um, yep. Yep. You know, it's, it's something. And, and apart from that, it's a fantastic complement for other sports. So if you've got someone who's right is riding bikes and quite competitive, yep. you know, you're, all your hamstrings are getting shorter by the day because of the way what riding does. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you start lengthening you're gonna increase you're gonna increase your longevity on the bike and, and your strength and your pedal stroke and stuff. And yep. even even guys who are pumping iron and getting really strong upper body, if you come to yoga, you'll naturally find that the, the shoulders come forward. Yoga will bring it back, and and I'm seeing this. I'm working at a couple of gyms, and I'm. It's interesting. A whole lot of guys are starting to come to my classes now, which is really cool. Yeah. And Brett this is Corley, really, uh, yeah, go yeah, for it, Daryl. Yeah, this is really great. So it's Brickman Yoga, B R I K M A N Yoga. Guys, check it out. 
And also, if, if you're not sure about going to yoga, catch up with Greg at Bar Wonder because he runs sessions where the, the boys get together and have a beer down at Bar Wonder and just talk about things Sounds as like well. a good combination. So, <laughs> check, out his, check out his Facebook page and you can see when they're meeting at Bar Wonder. If you don't want to go to yoga to start with, have a, have a beer and meet some of the guys down there as well. So, Greg, here's your um, opportunity. Just tell people how they can contact you. Yeah, thanks, mate. Okay, so the website's the best place, brickmanyoga.com.au, B-R-I-K-M-A-N.com.yoga.com.au. That's one, Brickman Mm -hmm. Yoga is one word. On my mobile, 04357550033. Yeah, I'm on on Facebook and Instagram as Brickman Yoga. So I'm I'm trying to be as visible as I can. (laughs) Greg Corley, thank you very much for spending time with our listeners and sharing your story. Yeah, awesome. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Thanks, Greg. Take care, mate.